maybe this uh, after you ask this operator those questions, you're starting to realize, well, maybe this isn't as good a deal as I thought it was. They want me to be here all the time and maybe we fly here once a week. They don't want me to keep doing pipeline. Maybe this was the little door you needed open to realize well, there might be other people out at the airport that want somebody to fly right seat that yeah. can do contract for. That's another great question for them is if you are contract, you know, now you're going to get the, like I was saying before with the networking, but now you're going to have the confidence to go knock on other people's doors and ask them if they need any right seaters. Hello, aviators. Welcome to the Pro Pilot Playbook podcast, where we bring you the knowledge and tools to enable you to become a pilot faster and cheaper. I'm Sean Ritchie. And I'm Mike Martin. And today we got another listener question for you. Probably be a good subject for anybody who's uh, already, you know, done with the flight training, got your commercial and instrument at least, and on to that next phase of the time building. But before I read the question, Mike, you had a uh, interesting idea for, for these questions. Oh, yeah. Right, right. And I totally stole this from another popular podcast that I, I follow, uh, Bigger Pockets, it's a real estate podcast. But anyway, they they he does question and answer on several episodes. And uh, he started, we're not going to require this, but I think they require it um, where if you want a, your question to be played on the air, you have to submit it in video format. And nice. it really is cool for the, yeah, for the YouTube watch. Cause so we can jump right to the question. You could see the actual person asking the question and then uh, via video. And then we can, you know, do our answer via video. I know a lot of, we get a lot of viewers on YouTube. You know, there, a lot of you guys are listening in your car and gals, but, um, and while you're working out and not just doing audio only, but I, a significant portion is video. So it's really cool. So if you guys have a great question, and you want to uh, film a video on your iPhone or whatever, and then email that video to us, then uh, higher chances you'll get answered on the uh, on the podcast when you say. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Seeing someone's face asking the question. We've had people submit uh, audio question, like record yeah. a voice memo on their phone and, and send it in. That was, that was effective too, actually. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely raise your chances getting oh, – uh, on the on the show here and us answering your question but on that subject um not to uh we try to get to everything but yeah if you want to submit a question it's podcast at propilotplaybook.com is the email some of you submit them in the youtube comments and uh some of that stuff gets buried and it's it could be the best question ever and we just miss it um right so definitely uh, it just in general, increase your chances of getting it answered by emailing us at podcast at propodplaybook.com. But, uh, Sounds yeah. great. Yeah, but, but today we got an email question, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Today's email comes in from Carl. Mike and Sean, my name is Carl. It's a true pleasure watching your guys' videos on YouTube, and I love the way you go into detail on each subject. It's been very helpful for me. I have a question regarding time building and a couple of options that I'm weighing. Last month, I was hired for my first flying job. All right. That's cool, Carl. As yeah, a, good for you, buddy. As an aerial mapping pilot, which is a great time building job. And I start in a couple weeks flying a 172. I currently hold a commercial single and multi-engine certificate with instrument. 
All right. And he goes on to say, through family, I have a contact and an opportunity once I hit 500 total time. He says he's currently sitting at 315 total time to go fly part 135 SI and get SIC time in a King Air. My question is, would it be more beneficial to stay with the mapping company and build time up that way or build time in the part 135 SIC time in the King Air 90? I hope to hear from you guys soon. So mm. Mm. The, he's he's asking, you know, basically to go do what we were talking about in the skipping your CFI video of what Jordan was doing. In the right. Gym. And he's got two ways to do it, two opportunities. Right. So remember that the, the goal of that whole thing is to build time. So I guess I'm uh, – both of those options are great. Those those mapping jobs, I mean, that's that's an all day thing like banner towing or flying pipeline. Those are great, yeah. great time building jobs. But you get a lot of hours fast. Yes, but um, they're they're mundane, boring. Uh, you know, you're not learning a whole lot. But you know, the uh, name of the game is putting hours in the book. Yeah, yeah. Now that you know, one thing to, to um, that gets a little tricky with, and I did have to know more details on that King Air operation. So the the King Air is a single pilot airplane. That C ninety right? is, yeah, the ninety. C ninety is, yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't require a type rating, um, which that's good. However, so, their one thirty five operation may require two pilots because getting a single pilot one thirty five is a different okay. ball of wax. If their op specs call for two pilots. Now it's legal. It's on, now you can log the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, he's all checked yeah, you have to check that. Now, uh, some people, you know, they have I, they have these single pilot 135 certificates, and then they allow flight instructors to come as a safety pilot. Right. That gets a little gray, you know, as long yep. a time. And then, you know, maybe, you know, if they let you fly when on repositioning legs and stuff, you can log that. But you're, you're definitely not going to get as many hours. Um, doing something like that. So I guess it depends on the details on on that arrangement. By far, experience-wise, flying the King Air, hands down, is, is, right. is a way better experience. Yep. Yeah, You're Getting out there, uh, seeing what the job's supposed to be like, dealing with passengers, dealing with you know different airports every day you fly. You're just not droning along, flying, yes. flying grids in the sky, taking pictures. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my first job, I was a flight instructor, and then I, I flew a Navajo, which is a piston twin corporate 135. Mm -hmm. And that was really good about to address all the things that you're talking about. I've been in that airplane. I've been in that airplane yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then I got upgraded to the King Air, and it was like, holy smokes, this thing is sweet. Because now you're flying at much higher altitudes, you know, a lot of times around the weather is a lot easier much higher speeds or going further i mean it's it's really a um really a uh fantastic experience you know oh, yeah. and, especially and, coming out of a light twin and you got your multi-engine rating carl you know coming out of that light twin going into that king air you're gonna get a taste yeah. of what it's supposed to be like you know it's um it's nice so, transition before you hit the jets yeah, yeah. I know what you're thinking, Sean. I can read your mind and I'm thinking the same thing. It's like uh I wonder how much how many how much how full time that King Air job really right. is. And exactly. Really 
let's try to do both here, right? Yeah, is that's, what I'm saying. that's exactly what I was thinking to push him towards. You know, that's some other thing. Do they have more than just the King Air 90 that they're, you know, looking for a second guy to, to basically sit there and satisfy somebody's want to see in two heads in the cockpit type thing? Is there an opportunity to they do they also have a jet or something like that? Um, how much is he going to be flying? How many hours is he saying you can get? And explicitly ask him that question. How am I legally logging this time? Is it required in the op specs to have two pilots? Um, but yeah, I my first thing is why can't you do both? You know, why can't you keep doing your mapping job? And then especially if it's a contract basis, is are they going to make you an actual employee of this company? Or are they just going to throw you four or five hundred bucks for every day you fly with them? If it's the latter, if you're a contract, then absolutely keep flying that, you know, the, the pictures, the uh, aerial mapping and right. uh, go fly with him whenever you can. And the other benefit, I mean, they're both great options. Getting in there with that, uh, sitting in the right seat of that King Air may be more priceless than, I mean, you're going to be introduced to that world. You're going to be out there around the other pilots doing this. And um, you're going to be the new face at the airport there, if it's especially if it's a decent-sized corporate operation somewhere. What You didn't say what airport you're at, but, you know, like if you're right. – um, networking would be great like addison field in dallas in and uh you know every time you pull the airplane out there's your face and there's some other guy there it's got a jet you know and his pilot just left he's looking for a co-pilot boom you're the guy you know networking totally huge huge in this industry is the networking Uh, yeah I, i my advice to carl would be to try and negotiate this situation as best you can you know if the if the mapping people really need you and they don't want you to leave, then maybe they'll give a little bit and let you take some days off when you have King Air trips and uh, vice versa on the King Air. It sounds like it's a family job. Even if I kept the mapping job and I did the King Air job for free, uh, uh, it would, it would be worth it, you know, to just get some time. Um, Because if you're actually logging, Turbine multi-engine time, that's very, very valuable. Very valuable, expensive. Valuable stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And and you are going to get some PIC time, even if it's even if it's single pilot operation, because there's going to be repositioning and, and things like that that are that are done where they can let you fly part part 91 legs. Um, so yeah, I mean, and then and then you could put that on your resume. I mean, we we suggest, I know in the program. Um, we have some resume advice on there, but one, one of the things people do is they list types of aircraft flown, you know, on the resume. And even if you only fly that thing, you know, a few times, you can list the, the C-90B as a, uh, is an aircraft you have experience in. Um, so, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, people love those planes. They're, 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 they've been a staple in corporate flying my entire life. Um, um, and they, they still work very well for operators that do short trips. Uh, they're very reliable. Their operating cost is extremely low. And, uh, uh, you know, people see that on your resume. It's one of the things they kind of smile, you know, you might, 
you might be in an airline interview and then, uh, you know, the chances are the older captain that's interviewing, you probably has some King air time. And he looks at that. Oh, great airplane. You know, there's, there's a few airplanes when people see it on your resume, it's always a conversational piece and, and right. nobody ever complains about the King air. I mean, you yeah. know, as far as, and they're uh, everywhere, uh, they're everywhere they're too. Everywhere. So you get some King air, they're everywhere. You get some King air experience, you know, you right. can usually walk into a job somewhere pretty easily, you know? Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, I think fun, you got. Fun to fly. Yeah, yeah. I think you got a great opportunity, great situation going on right now, Carl. I mean, and if anything, this should give you uh, an idea of the of a taste of what's out there. You know, continue. Maybe, maybe this uh, after you ask this operator those questions, you're starting to realize. Well, maybe this isn't as good a deal as I thought it was. They want me to be here all the time, and maybe we fly here once a week. They don't want me to keep doing pipeline. Maybe this was the little door you needed open to realize well, there might be other people out at the airport that want somebody to fly right seat that yeah. I can do contract for. That's another great question for them is if you are contract, you know, now you're going to get the, like I was saying before with the networking, but now you're going to have the confidence to go knock on other people's doors and ask them if they need any right seaters, you know? Totally. If, yeah, if you do leave the mapping job altogether, that's what I would do. I would have, I wouldn't just have this one King Air. I would have four or five airplanes over there, uh, operators over there at the airport that I'm in cahoots with that I come out and fly for them in the right seat uh, whenever I can. Yeah, yeah. And Sean, I'm sure you know when you got your first freight job when you're flying that caravan, there's something about the experience too of, of actually flying in the system like when you're when you're a flight instructor you're just flying around an airport doing training you're not even really flying you're critiquing the other guy flying yeah but when you make that jump into yeah what he's going to do where you're picking up ifr clearances and you're going from airport to airport dealing with real weather conditions dealing with fbo's rental cars all of the things that that really happen in the ifr system and it, yep. it, it's it's just wonderful wonderful experience yeah yeah it is it is. Um, since we're on the subject, we could talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, some other time building jobs. Really? I mean, yeah, for the, sure. uh, yeah. he's this aerial mapping thing. This is, uh, this is huge. Uh, and it's everywhere. I think they redo the whole, every couple years they do this and they do different patches of the country, uh, each, each season, it seems like. Right. And, you know, Google Maps has got a big thing in it. I don't know if, you know, who all is contributing to this, but it's like a whole air force of these little Cessnas that they have equipped with this camera equipment. And they just, I don't know, I ran into them a couple of years ago. They were out in Kansas doing that area. And then I've seen them down in Florida. And then I've seen, they're not everywhere. All Actually, they were in Cincinnati last year or I don't know. But they, they must yeah. move around different parts of the country each year and do different sections. And then and once that's done, they start over and go back to the beginning and do it again. But uh, there's that. And there's also uh, banner towing and skydivers. Those are more <laughs> fair weather type things. Another one on par with the, with the mapping is flying the pipeline. And <laughs> those jobs are are uh, another type of, you know, you're just flying, looking at these, uh, we've talked about it before on the show, but, you know, all yeah, oil yeah. and gas pipelines that run under the entire country. Um, there's pilots that fly right. over those, sometimes in helicopters too. Yeah, uh, I think I told this story on another 
happened. So we both got a mutual friend, we'll leave him off, who's very successful flying in aviation. And early in his career, he uh, uh, he's an international captain now. He's, he flew uh, banners up and down the beach in Fort Lauderdale. And he used to tell me, He'd get that thing all trimmed out. You know, he's by himself and, you know, he'd be cruising down the beach. And then the passenger seat is empty, you know, because you're by yourself. So he would set a large pepperoni pizza on the passenger seat. And then he would get a two liter and he would just cruise up yeah. up and down the beach eating pizza, drinking Coke <laughs> yep. for hours, he said. Uh, uh, and then I, I flew skydivers myself, um, uh, at a drop zone in Indiana. Um, and it was, it was great experience. It was, uh, a little dangerous, I would say, I mean, uh, of the level of, I mean, it's just, there's a lot to it. Um, and it was, uh, you know, you've got jumps yourself. Yeah. I, I, I'm scared to skydive, man. I had to wear a ring rig, uh, and I never went and, uh, you know, they were always trying to get me to do it. And I actually yeah. had to lie. Cause if I told the, the, the people, you know, the instructors and stuff, they, they, they'd say, Hey man, how many hours you got? What, what airplanes have you flown? And I tell them, and then they'd say, well, how many jumps do you have? And I'll be like, I, I don't really, I just fly the planes. I don't, I don't really, you know, I'm not in this. And they'd be like, no, dude, you're going tonight for free. You're going tonight. And, yeah. uh, and then I had to like sneak out, you know, because uh, I didn't want to do it. But uh, you, you got a bunch of jumps, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I still have my own rig. Um, I, I know exactly where you're talking about flying because that's where I did all my skydiving training was out there and I traded flight time for, for jumping. So I flew, I flew their airplane a little bit and at the time they had a caravan which I was flying freight in and that you know that's a big airplane for just any willy-nilly pilot walking right. up for them to hire so I was flying that King Air for or not King Air the the caravan for them and trading that flight time for jumps. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I love it. it I it, I think it, it's amazing. There's a lot to it because you tell the jumpers when to release. Right, you got to so figure you, the winds because when, you want them to you want them to track back to the airport. You know, if you if you right. let them get out of the airplane, you know, at the wrong position, depending on the winds aloft, they're not going to make it back to the airport. You know. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, a it's an interesting yeah. crowd there, skydivers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are. They're party people. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I had but, a guy behind, they, they were always clowning around, you know, they're not as serious as, um, right. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, I don't know if I told you the story, but I remember this one flight, it was just for a second, but you know, we rotate, we're taken off and there's a guy behind me, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, everybody's all jazzed up cause they're going flying and stuff. And, and, you know, I'm on climb out flying. It's a big turboprop beach craft. And uh, uh, this guy comes up behind me and covers my eyes. <laughs> Get off of me, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Some of those guys have no fear. I mean, uh, yeah. And, and yeah, as, yeah. Soon as, as soon as the drop zone closes, whatever time that is, like 6 p.m., uh, 7 p.m., the beer light comes on. They got a, a light that they turn oh, on. Yeah. There's no more jumps. There's no more flying. We're just drinking. And then they all stay, <laughs> they get a big bonfire going, they all stay up and get hammered drunk. And uh, I'll be out there the next morning, get ready to fly them. And, uh, you know, oh, over and stuff. And they're like, it's all right. Nothing blows a hangover out of you, like jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> get that adrenaline going. <laughs> oh, man. Man. But yeah, we're digressing. But uh, yes. yeah, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity now. 
Um, we always recommend flight instructing for time sure. building. That's, that's um, traditionally the first rung in the ladder of your time building or your uh, the first aviation job. And, you know, that is still the most highly recommended. Mike, like I just cut you off, like you were probably about to say. Yeah. But no, no, no. Yeah. the only caveat with the whole reason why, Mike, you know, you and I started this whole skip your CFI thing was because th that whole that doesn't work if you're a flight instructor out in the middle of Kansas or some rural spot in Missouri. I mean, right. unless, unless you're at one of these high end hoagie outfits like ATP, American Flyers, you know, in a state that has good weather year round. I mean, right. if you're at one of those schools, uh, especially the, the accelerated schools like ATP, where it's built in for you to become an employee, they're already planning on you being one of their employees right. by the time you get your certs. You know, uh, it's going to be difficult to get that time. And but those schools, you'll get so much time, you'll probably time out. I mean, if you right. if you do it right, you could reach your maximum of eight hours of instruction in one day and and uh, have to come back tomorrow. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Great question, Carl. And I think you're in an awesome spot. I, you, you know, ideally when I'm an interviewer, you know, you, you like to see a, a mixture of everything. That's why we're kind of um, sure. uh, doing both because then they have no complaints. You know, you have a guy that here's a guy that's a flight instructor. He did some aerial mapping and then he also has some King air time in the right seat. I mean, that's a, that's a wonderful candidate. There's nothing yeah. to complain about there, you know? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I would like Mike said, get in there and do some negotiating, massage everything out to try to get to do both. You got it. And not only that, see what else is at the airport, see what other places you could get in on the right seat. Uh, but that steady time coming in from the, uh, mapping that's, that's good stuff. Yep. Yep. But I'd like to leave everybody with a couple thoughts here. So uh, taking action is key. We always say that. Uh, we appreciate you watching this podcast um, um, and uh, uh, launching your career. That's always a key. Um, you know, it's it's a, it, there'll be some twists and turns in your career, just like we had with this uh, question here. And uh, um, we hopefully this podcast helps you. We have a course that can help you even more. And the uh, I'll leave you with a quote from the great Jim Rome. Oh, uh, he love said, Jim uh, Rome. <laughs> Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. So love that good. quote, man. So good. So you, yep. you guys hang in there. And Carl, thanks for the question. I'm sure you're going to have a great career. Yep. Podcast at ProPileplaybook.com. If you got something for us, like, subscribe, whatever, thumbs up, notification bell, all that stuff. <laughs> yep we'll see you next week we got a great interview we're working on i don't want to let out who it is but uh we got another one coming up that uh, i think everybody's gonna really like hopefully next week so we'll be we'll be back next week 